fashion insider friends what is up this is the fashion crimes podcast where i cover all things fashion style shopping style inspiration and interview incredible small business owners who are changing the fashion industry for the better yes i'm the best friend you never knew you needed and the poster child for fashion over 40 and i mean way after 40 say it with me fashion and style are your friends not your enemies I'm Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and let's keep it real, the only Holly you need to know. Turn it up, because I got a lot to say, and I am super stoked you're here. What's happening, my insider besties? Thank you so much for joining me this week. This is a very exciting time for all of us here at the Fashion Crimes Podcast. We have been working on the most fabulous gift guide for all of your holiday needs. Now, Please note, if you're new to the Fashion Crimes Podcast, please go back and listen to episodes 68 and 71 for last year's gift guide so you can get double the gift ideas for everyone on your entire list. Hanukkah was so early last year and Christmas wasn't, so I did two gift guides because I did not want to give Hanukkah the shaft. However, Hanukkah coincides with Christmas this year. One gift guide, that's it. Less work for me. Thank goodness. Mazel tov to me. Don't know how your day can get any better. There's items in all different price points, and these are all local designers and small brands that could really, really use your support this holiday season. And also, when you listen to the past gift guide episodes from last year, even giving these companies just a like or a follow on social media is also showing your support, and it's greatly, greatly appreciated. You can show your love with your dollars, duh, of course, but just know there are other ways to support as well that are completely free, and free is great. So many nice things that you can do for free, like listening to this podcast, because this podcast is free. And when you share with others and tell them how fabulous it is, that's free too. And that's super nice of you to do that, which is so nice that you're being so nice and everyone else is going to be nice because when you're nice, you're going to be nicer to me. And when you're nice to me, I'm nicer. And when I'm nice, everything runs smoother. As it's the week before Thanksgiving and everyone is chomping at the bit to go shopping, retail sales and deals are haunting your dreams. We know this. The anxiety and sometimes dread is approaching if it hasn't already started. Let's take a second, just just take a breather to focus on you. Before you start worrying about everybody else and how much money you're going to be dropping this season, I know that when spring comes around that this is the usual spring clean, I'm using air quotes, closet clean out time, usual time of year. However, now, the week before Thanksgiving, this is a great time to take an inventory of what you have, talking about your wardrobe what you don't have, and what you want to put on your list for the holidays, which brings up a great subject, the list. I have two lists to discuss with you. The first list, the wardrobe checklist. The only wardrobe checklist you will ever need to figure out what you're missing and where you can pare down. There's a lot of wardrobe checklists out there. Not as good as mine, just saying. This is probably the most detailed list you're ever going to need. This is really perfect for all of you type A, meticulous, neat freak, organized, plan and execute kind of people. Now, for everyone else, 
yes, this is going to be a chore. However, it is really going to make sense in the end because there will be no more guesswork when it comes to what you already have and what you need that you didn't know that you needed. Seriously, serious. If you can go through this list and take an inventory of what you have, you've seriously got the blueprint for the most efficient closet clean out ever without me standing in your room barking orders at you. Not that that's not a better way to clean out your closet because it is. But if you want to do it by yourself, this is the best way to do it. Once you've changed out your hangers to the velvet slimline hangers and go through this list, totally, y'all, you've just cleaned out your closet. Just saying. If you need more help on cleaning out your closet on your own, please go back and listen to episode 106, which is how to clean out your closet. It's the real deal on how you totally do it yourself and go at your own pace. The absolute best and the most efficient way to clean out your closet is to do it with me. Just said that. But I understand that certainly the scarier option, the best, but the scarier option. I'm just kidding. I'm not scary. Said no one ever. Okay. So you're looking at your closet and this is what you do. You go over this list and pull everything out of your closet that's actually on the list and put it in one pile. So if I say white shirt and you're like, great, I have three. You take those three shirts out and you put them in one separate pile on your bed, on the floor, whatever. Then and only then, after you go through the entire list and take out what you have that's already on the list, you take everything out and put it in a second pile. If the categories of clothing that I have are not filled in in your closet, that means you're lacking, okay? You're piling all this on the floor or the bed. I said that. Everything that's on the list that you do already own goes back on hangers, the velvet slimline hangers, nice and organized. Like goes with like. All the tops, all the pants, all the jeans, all the dresses. You can do it by color. If you're super meticulous type A, you can do it that way. I'd never organize closets that way, ever. I do all long sleeve, all short sleeve, all slacks, all dresses, blah, 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 blah. Then you're going to have to go through the second pile of clothing that's not on the list to see what makes the cut and goes back into your closet. Now, there is no possible way that you're going to put everything back once you see what you actually need, which is everything on the list. If it's not on the list, you're going to have to decide how important it actually is to you. My opinion, which is why you're listening to this podcast, because you like my opinion, is to stick to the list as best you can. Now, it's not going to be perfect, but stick it to it as best as you can. The list consists of the following. Anybody who knows me, or especially if you're a fashion insider bestie and you've been listening to me for the past two and a half years, the top, top, top category, bras and underwear. We all know, get your ass fitted for a bra, not your ass, your boobs, but you know what I mean. Wash your bras every few weeks and lie them flat to dry. Do not guess at your size. Get fitted, get measured by a professional person in a store. For underwear, thong or full bag, little boy short, whatever you like to wear, doesn't matter. Seamless only, only seamless, seamless only, only seamless. I don't care what you wear to bed. I really do care what you wear to bed. But if you have underwear with seams in it, wear that to bed, okay? But you should only be wearing seamless during the day. Okay, top category. That's number one. P.S. That means you've got to sit in front of your underwear drawer and go through all your bras and all your underwear, okay? If you're like, damn, I've had these for a long time, 
please give them away. And I will say, I've talked about this before during that closet clean out episode. If you have underwear and bras that are in decent condition, that are clean, they're gently used, no rips, tear stains or anything, that is the number one thing that is required in homeless shelters that they never have enough of, socks, bras, and underwear. So do not feel bad about giving your gently used underwear and bras away because people really need them. Okay, just sidebar. Okay, so the second is tops. We're going to talk about everything in the top category. Well, first, we're going to start with t-shirts. Now, the t-shirts go into two categories. Nice t-shirts, ones that you wear like as part of an outfit. They might be a novelty shirt or like a band t-shirt. These are something nice that you could wear on their own or under a blazer. Again, not something you would wear to clean out the garage or paint, something you would wear to add to your outfit to create a look. You decide on the colors and the motifs. Fashion crime. Anything murder, horror, blood, profanity, jokes, political sayings, and shirts that say dumb shit like I'm with stupid or don't ask me I'm retired or Joe Biden sucks or I am the NRA bitch. Sorry, not sorry. I had so much fun looking up examples of stupid t-shirts. Those were my favorites to reference. Anyway, that was hilarious. So t-shirts like these are not acceptable to wear in public, okay? I had a client, God bless her, she was really into horror and murder podcast, and she probably had a t-shirt for every occasion for her murder fan podcast t-shirts. So what we did is we kept the best of the best. She was really tall, so she had a shirt that said tall AF. She had a shirt that said fuck this, after this, we're getting pizza. Those kind of shirts, yes, you can wear them out around the house, but you cannot wear them out of the house, okay? If you're a quirky like that, you got to pick the best of the best and keep only ones that really bring you joy and understand that no one's going to see them but you. But anyway, we pared it down when I was working with her to the best of the best. She promised me with all of her body and soul that she was not going to wear them in public. There is no correct number. It just correlates to how often you wear t-shirts. For me, I don't wear t-shirts that much, but sometimes I do. It is part of my wardrobe, but I don't, you know, it's not something I wear every day. So I have about 10 to 12 t-shirts that I wear year round. Some are novelty t-shirts, like some that say New York City, or I went to Japan and I had a really cool t-shirt from Japan. You know, like t-shirts like that I wear, and I usually wear a blazer or wear them under leather jacket. The second category of t-shirt are like workout or exercise t-shirts. These are items that you wear to work out in. They're a separate part of your wardrobe. Please note, and I talked about this before with the closet clean out episode, if exercise is a part of your daily life, if you keep this up, you've got to make this section a separate part of your wardrobe. That means if you exercise, not every night now and then, if you exercise at least three times a week or you play tennis or if this is part of your regular life, you need a separate workout wardrobe. But I'm a person who likes to exercise and I have about 15 to 20 workout t-shirts. Some are tanks, some have sleeves. They're all different styles. They're kept separately in my workout section in my drawers, just FYI. So next, moving on, are blouses. A blouse is considered a top and really nice fabric that is not a cotton t-shirt. Regardless if it's a button-down or not, a blouse is a blouse regardless of the sleeve length. 
So we have six types of sleeve lengths, long sleeve, three-quarter sleeve, elbow length, short sleeve, cap sleeve, and sleeveless. Dependent on your comfort level, you should have some of each or at least three different sleeve lengths of a blouse. A blouse can have a collar or not, but it's still considered a blouse if it doesn't have a collar. So you should have a few of your favorite style sleeve lengths. And I have a ton in this category. Mostly I wear one shoulder. I know you're shocked by that, but I do have regular blouses as well. And I have a nice selection. I can always use more because you can really dress them up or dress them down. I actually have a lot more for summer because I have like silky tanks and things like that. Moving on to sweaters. There's a few different categories here. I like to break these up into pullovers or cardigans. I also include sweatshirts in this category because if you don't haven't noticed the sweat shirt and sweatpant movement, usually for younger folks, I like to include that in this category. When it comes to sweaters, the same sleeve length options apply. It can be long sleeve. It can be all the way up sleeveless. And if it's a knit, it's considered a sweater, meaning it's all one piece, not cut and sewn together with seams. So you should have a variety of these dependent on the climate you live in. If you have four seasons a year, you need at least five to seven pullovers, a few sweatshirts that you can dress up or down, and a few cardigans at some different lengths. Long cardigans seem to be my favorite. So I don't have any like ladylike button up cardigans that when I had a corporate job, I used to wear those. I really like the long kind of athleisure ones. So if I go to yoga or if it's like too warm to wear like a coat coat, I'll throw on one of those long cardigans. Those are my favorite. Still in the tops category are camisoles. What is a camisole? It is a tank that you can wear under something that's see-through or you can wear it by itself. You need one in each of the following colors, nude, white, and black. It's up to you if you want to have these to have support and hold you in. I have some by, you know, a shapewear company, and I also have other cotton ones that have no support. I, I like both. These are great when you have a low cut, you know, or see-through top or like a large knit sweater. They never go out of style and you will never not need them. You can also get them in red and blue and green. I just have those three colors because those are the ones I wear the most. Body suits. So these are my favorite. It's not a wardrobe must have if you're not comfortable with these, but I love a bodysuit because it's like wearing a leotard. I have them in two in dark colors and two in light. I only wear the thong kind. I do have a very expensive designer one that's full back. And I usually wear that with a skirt, like a maxi skirt, so you can't see my panty lines because it is not seamless. So I love a thong bodysuit. If you're going to be drinking a lot, it is a pain to go to the bathroom, but I love the way a bodysuit looks. That's not a must have, but if you haven't tried one, you should probably try one. Moving on to jackets and blazers. I am strictly addressing what you need to wear as an inside jacket, not talking about outerwear, okay? So you should have three to four go-to blazers in your closet that you can wear with separates or with jeans or leather pants or what have you. They can be solid. It could be print. You can have feathers on them, brocade, gold, silver, bead, whatever. For jackets, you always need a denim jacket, which is timeless. The color can be white, it can be black, blue, red, whatever, but I always like to stick to the neutrals because they go with everything. Also, a lightweight leather or faux leather jacket is a must to have in a great wardrobe. Neutrals are best when it comes to leather jackets. I have a few in black and in navy blue that are different weights, and I did just get one in white. Yes, love my white leather jacket. I've been wanting one for five years. I just got one. 
I wear it all the time. Okay, when it comes to outerwear, I don't care what city you live in. I don't care what part of the country you live in. You have to have these three coats. I don't care if you live in Florida. I don't care if you live in the Bahamas. You have to have three coats, period. Okay, these are separate from your blazers. You must own a dress coat, non-negosh. What is a dress coat? It's something that's to the knee or below the knee. You must have a cute puffer jacket, whatever color you like, I don't care, and some kind of trench coat, which is a lighter weight dress coat. It can be a raincoat. It doesn't have to be a raincoat, but it can be something that can be water resistant. So a trench coat is timeless and classic. The color can be taupe. It can be black, red, or navy. I love all colors. You don't have to spend your life savings on a Burberry trench, which is the best of the best of the best. However, you do get what you pay for, okay? There's no reason why you can't roll up to a big back store and find a great coat. I'm not saying that, but Burberry trench, pretty much they invented the trench. And so, or London Fog, I can't remember. Those companies have been around forever. And you should invest in one. And as long as you stay pretty much the same weight throughout your life, you're never going to not wear it. It's good forever. Moving on to the bottom category, jeans. Now, this is something that you really need to get right for your body type. You might need to spend a little bit more time trying on the jeans you have, getting new ones, etc. There is really no excuse these days not to have a great fitting jean. I'm sorry, as the options are endless. For my specific body type, I'm only talking about me, okay? I prefer a high-waisted jean, stretch jean. You will never catch my ass wearing jeans that are not stretch, period, exclamation point, end of sentence. Now, I do have a lot of jeans because I wear them quite often. I have light, dark, distressed, boyfriend, skinnies. I have flare, pattern jeans, frayed jeans, pinstripe jeans, colored, wax-coated, leather, bleached. The list goes on and on and on. Now, notice I did not say white jeans. This is a no-no for me and only me, but I know a lot of people that love a white jean. I love a white jean too, but my ass does not agree with a white jean. So I do not wear light-colored, practically white jeans. You can never have too many, in my opinion. You should have at least three colors, okay? So I like to say light, dark, and black. That is the bare minimum for what you should have. Now, you should all have to have as many as me, but you should have at least three really good fitting pair of jeans that you're like, ooh, I really love these because I love the way they fit. For slacks, again, stretch, 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 stretch for me. You must have at least three pair of black pants in different styles. I'm going to say that again. You need to have at least three pair of black pants. Now, I did work with a client. <laughs> she had 19 pair of black pants, and that was redonk. So I made her pick the best of the best, and I think we kept nine, I'm pretty sure. But you don't even have to have nine. You should have three, maybe four. The different styles are flare, skinny, slacks, and then two other colors. I only wear dark pants, duh. So you can have a navy, you can have khaki. Red pants are super cute. I used to have red pants. I don't have them anymore. But whatever color, you can't really make a mistake. Leggings. Now, this tends to be a subject that's up for fashion controversy. But in my opinion, Spanx faux leather leggings are the best. I love these. You can dress them up. You can dress them down. And they do not look cheap. There are millions of companies now that are making these. But I like the OG 
Spanx le- faux leather moto leggings. I'm actually wearing them right now in gray. So I like those. If you're like, girl, no. Okay, but I like to wear leggings because if I'm going to be traveling or on the plane or something like that, they're actually really comfortable. Let's move on to shorts. Dependent on your comfort level, again, and how much you actually wear shorts, that's going to determine how many you have. I only have high-waisted shorts, duh, and a few colors with a paper bag waist and a tie like a sash. The other shorts I have are denim, short, some short, some long, and a variety of denim colors. Not my favorite wardrobe staple, but I do have them. So I have pink denim. I do have some lighter, very light blue ones. I have some super dark ones. I have frayed ones. I have some that I just wear with my bathing suit. I have a bunch of different ones. When it comes to skirts, you should have both short and long. So the links for a skirt are as follows. And I've talked about this before. Maxi, which is all the way to the floor. Midi, which is right in between your ankle and your knee. Knee length. Mini, which is above the knee and micro mini. So my favorites are maxi and midi, but I do have three very slightly above the knee skirts. So I want you to know this. If you can't sit down or bend over with ease, then your skirt is too short. Period. You'll never catch me in a micro mini skirt. I would die. Or shorts that are too short, for that matter, because I would die. Anyway, that's just a nice little rule of thumb. If you want new skirts and you're like, oh, I like this, you know, at the knee, you have to do the sit-down test, see if it's too short. Moving on to dresses. So we're out of the bottom category. We're back to dresses. When it comes to dresses, there are several options, millions. The main categories I like to designate really are just casual and formal. A formal dress is something, obviously, you would wear on a very special occasion. Casual can be anything from cotton to silk, depending on how it's styled. You should have dresses for summer, fall, winter, sweater dresses, work dresses, dressier, nighttime, date night, etc. Do not worry. There's going to be plenty of examples on my printer board. I have talked about dresses until the day is long. Y'all don't need to let me recap that, but... You should have dresses to wear when you're taking your kids to the movies or, you know, you want to wear it with tennis shoes or y'all are going for ice cream or whatever. And then you should have a nice date night dress, depending on your comfort level. If you want it to be a midi dress or short sleeve or long sleeve, you know, you should have a variety. You shouldn't have two dresses. You should have at least five to seven dresses. Let's talk about shoes. Okay. This is going to be a hefty list because I'm a shoe person. So Hang on before you judge me, okay? You're either a shoe person or you're not. And here are a few different categories of shoes that you must have non-negosh. Let's start with sneakers. There are two different kinds of sneakers. Sneakers you work out in and sneakers that you don't work out in are called rec shoes, which is a recreational tennis shoe. An example of this type of rec shoe is going to be like Converse, Keds, Golden Goose. Those kinds of shoes are just for kicking around. You don't wear sneakers like that to work out in or to run because they don't have any support. They're just flat. So you need at least two pair of workout shoes if you work out and two pair of rec shoes that you do not work out in. Moving on. Flats, if you like, I could rattle on, you know, about the flats that I like and that I don't like. But just have a good pair of hard sole, hard sole, not those rubber sole ones that you throw in the washer, okay? Shoes 
that are flats, like are metallic, silver, rose gold, or gold, or gold, and black. Now, this can also be a loafer or an Oxford lace-up shoe, as they're both back in style or really just a ballet flat. I prefer pointed-toed around, just a little sidebar, but it's whatever you like, okay? You've got to get some flat, decent flats. Hard, sole, shoe, flats. Boot category. Cowboy boots, long or short. Flat boots, long or short. High heel boots, long or short. Stiletto or block heel. So that's really three. Cowboy boot, flat boot, high heel boot. That's really three categories of boots, okay? And you can get a stiletto or block heel if you want to get a boot with a heel on it. Try to stick to neutrals because you're going to have a lot more to wear with those. Try a camel or a black or like a rust. You're going to wear those the longest. That's the boot category, okay? For sandals, you're going to need at least four pair. Flat sandals, block heel, stiletto, and wedge. Your flip-flops can count as a flat sandal, but they have to be leather and not rubber. They have to be like nice flip-flops, okay? Not shitty-ass rubber flip-flops that you wear to the pool. For heels, pick a heel, stiletto or block heel. No two-inch heels, okay? And yes, a wedge does count as a heel, but you should have at least one pair of stiletto heels, at least two and a half to three inches. Two and a half is the lowest I would go, okay? Black, neutral, or metallic, or all three. Those are my suggestions. If you need like snow boots or rain boots, or if you live in a climate like that where you need shoes like that or hiking boots, the answer is no. They do not count as an actual shoe for your shoe wardrobe, the answer is no, okay? You're not going to wear a shoe for outdoors when you're planning a nice look. So when you buy shoes for function like that, they don't count, period, okay? And you probably keep them in your, in your garage, just saying. For accessories, this list includes, however, but is not limited to the following, belts, bags, scarves, and jewelry. Even if you don't wear a belt, you should have two. Two belts, a wide belt and a skinny belt. I love a stretchy wide belt. It's great for defining your waist. I have them actually in a few different colors. I used to wear a belt constantly because the waist of my jeans was always too big, but I haven't really needed one since. But and now, even though I don't wear them often, I still have them for fashion emergencies. So I have about eight or nine belts that you never know when you're going to need them. I pulled one out the other day for fashion week because I needed a wide brown belt and I actually had one. So there you go. So for scarves, you can wear a scarf like an inside scarf if you want to, but I don't really wear them much anymore. I mostly just wear them for outer wear, like a wool scarf. But if you like a, a zhuzh, you can wear a scarf for inside, usually a lighter weight. Now, when it comes to jewelry, my opinion, less is more. Translation for you means your jewelry can get out of control just like your closet. You cannot never clean out your jewelry and then expect to know where all your stuff is, what you already have, and what you need. You need to clean out your jewelry every few years and give it away to charity, the things that you don't wear. Also, and I've done this with a few clients, if you have real jewelry that you do not wear, you can turn it all in and turn those things into something else. Did you know that? Or you can melt everything down and use that money towards something else. I've done that too. And I really encourage my clients to do it if they have a pile of stuff they don't wear. As a basic rule, you can mix metals, silver, gold, rose gold. I do it all the time and I love it. 
You should have classic things that will never go out of style, but you should also have some statement pieces. I always mix, always, always mix costume and real. And when you have really, really nice costume, you can't tell if it's real or not. So when you wear cheap jewelry, it looks cheap. Invest in quality costume that costs a little more to mix with your real jewelry. That's what I do. Also, when you're dressing up or you're trying to look special, don't wear a digital or an Apple watch. That is a fashion crime. You don't need to check your fucking emails that bad. And and it's very rude when you do that at a dinner setting, okay? Take it off. And God forbid, if you are getting formal pictures done, whether it's professional headshots or holiday cards, take off your Apple Watch. I'm begging you. There is no place for you to be wearing a watch like that if you're getting professional pictures made. If you're cleaning out your jewelry, here's like a baseline. Keep 10 pair earrings, five necklaces, five to 10 stacking bracelets, five to eight rings that you rotate through. And that should be a mix of costume and real. Of course, you can always have more, but that's a really good starting point. And another fashion crime. No plastic jewelry. Ever, ever, fucking ever. You're a grown-ass woman. Do not wear plastic jewelry, okay? Last but not least, let's talk about bags. Now, here is a basic list of bags that you need in life. Regardless of your age, every woman needs three bags. A work bag, which is a really chic tote. I like to call this a boss bitch bag, okay? A regular purse that you carry every day, which is usually a medium size and a clutch. This could also be a wallet on chain, which could be used as a clutch. Fashion crime. (laughs) Taking a back sack, a beat up, out of style, dog the fuck out, terrible looking bag that has seen better days to work. Or using that as a regular bag. When you keep the same bag for 10 years, it's not acceptable. Not acceptable. Again, you don't have to buy an expensive designer $4,000 bag. It's just about keeping your bag up. Your bag is a status symbol. Sorry, not sorry. You, by any means, don't have to carry something that is out of your price range or something above your means. It needs to be in really good shape and it needs to be in style. Not a bag from 15 years ago, unless it is designer, and then that's the only exception to that rule. If you don't know what bags are in style, pick a designer, let's just say coach, and look at their website. What's trending? What are the best sellers, et cetera? And they're going to style them a bunch of different ways. That will give you an idea of what you like. Some brands you should be looking at for bags if you need a new bag. Coach, Pauline, Gigi Mall who I just interviewed, and she's totally fabulous, and Kim White Handbags, who I'm going to interview and is totally fabulous. So that's four great moderately priced brands that are actually timeless, and they're not going to go out of style. Now, if you want to have more bags, that's great. I have about nine that I rotate through. If you have over 10 bags, 10, that is one zero. If you have over 10 bags, what you have to do is pick the best of the best and give the rest away to charity. There is no way your ass is rotating through 10 bags throughout the year. 
Now, if you want to keep like a separate beach tote or whatever, I'm not talking about your travel bags. I'm not talking about your beach bag or your pool bag, okay? I'm talking about what you wear to work, where you wear to go out. Those are the bags I'm talking about. Do not feel guilty if you've used something to death and you've gotten your money's worth out of it, pass it on, okay? Again, those are the number one requested things, obviously at places like, you know, that are giving women a second chance in life, giving them free clothes, free accessories. They always need bags. With that being said, this wardrobe checklist has most of everything that you need. Some need more, some need less. However, I wanted to give a shout out just to wrap it up to Lauren, Andrea, and Kathy. They wrote in this week, there was an issue of no show socks that came up. We had a sock emergency just to address the no-show sock issue, you have to get the sock that covers the top of your entire foot. I'm going to put some examples on the Pinterest board. If they're slipping off your heels, they're either too big or they're too small, and they shrink. So if you keep wearing them and they're slipping off the, you know, in your shoe, they're probably shrunk. Also, I got a request for stylish, I'm using air quotes, petite size clothes. And I just want to address this really quick. If you're super petite, You've got to get a good tailor. There is no magic brand for petite people. Yes, you can find petite clothes, but my suggestion is to get a great alterations person and get everything altered, and then you can get whatever the fuck you want, okay? Do not depend on clothing brands to do it for you. Do not say, well, they don't have petite, so I can't shop there. No, you're going to have to get everything taken up just like I do, because if I have to suffer, you have to suffer. That is the circle of life. There is not enough selection of petites. You've got to make the clothes work for you. All right, my beautiful besties, that's it for now. I'm going to leave you with the only wardrobe checklist that you will ever need. Pass it on, frame it, put it on your mirror, sleep with it under your pillow, whatever you need to do to stay on track. Do not stray too far from this list. And if you have half the stuff already and you need the other half, Put that shit on your holiday list. That is the second list that I was going to address today, but I've actually run out of time, okay? So we're going to talk about what you should be putting on your holiday list so people don't buy you shit you don't need or you don't want. That's a whole nother episode, okay? We're going to talk more about the presents later and how not to receive shitty gifts. (laughs) This was a long one, okay? Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. Keep writing in. Keep letting me know what you need. Ask me questions. Send me smoke signals. Send me snail mail. We are so excited. We've got a fantastic holiday gift guide. Keep listening. Sign up for our newsletter. Put your email in the pop-up box on the Fashion Crimes Podcast website. This has been the Fashion Crimes Podcast, and we are out.